You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Orshul Green and Lillian Kriegler. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31, second episode in our new season. And today we're talking about how can teachers create a safe environment for learning? But before we go off on a tangent about that, I'm going to say hello to Ortel. Hi, Ortel. Hello, Lilian. I'm really excited about this season and this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so last week we were talking about teachers changing their persona almost from being a kind of sage on the stage to becoming more a facilitator and taking their students on board on a journey of discovery where everyone's involved in deciding about, you know, what is going to be learned and how it's going to be learned. But that's not going to happen unless they're on board with us. So how do we onboard our students? How do we create this environment that is so safe for them to take risks that they are going to hop on this train or whatever vehicle it is and travel with us and accept um, their role in the development of their own education. Absolutely. I mean, we spoke a few times in the past about the importance of having a safe environment in the classroom. And in that context of that season, yes, last episode, we spoke about the shift in the mindset of a teacher, the shift that required for, for them to create um, an environment where the students are leading their own learning. But now we're looking at the students in that um, uh, lens and thinking, okay, what do the students need in order to lead their own learning, in order to um, feel safe to do so? And for that, they need to have an environment where they feel comfortable being vulnerable and sharing their ideas and thoughts um, without being concerned that someone might judge them, assess them, make fun of them. So in order for students to fully participate and fully bring themselves into the learning experience, they need to feel safe. Yes, they absolutely do. And, you know, in the reading I've done in the past, <clears throat> there are two ways to bring, away around, bring about change. So the one is kind of an oriental way where the environment slowly and subtly changes over time so you don't even really realize what's happening it's kind of informal change informal transformation and then there's a more formal way and this is kind of a western way of thinking where we decide oh we're going to change this we're going to do this and these are the steps we're going to take and it's more formal and I think we need to embrace both of these so as the educator, in this more gentle transformation, it's about how you present yourself in the classroom, how you engage and how you're communicating with your students. So one of the things to be aware of is to value and to respect what they are offering you and not being immediately judgmental about that. And we had this beautiful episode, and also I'm sure you'll go back to it in episode 24, where risk taking was um, part was the, the the actual topic. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Karen boys, yeah, with Karen boys. But we want um, in our interaction with the students, 
we want to be respectful, we want to be accepting, um, rather than critical, we want to also engage them in, in deep questions. We don't want to always be on the surface, because that's where when we are really getting to the the deep aspect of something, that's when people are really willing to share because they've got something to say. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But this is the more informal way is creating a culture of acceptance, a culture of, you know, knowing that what your students are coming with is very, very valuable to everyone. And then later on, we'll move on to what are the formal ways that you can create norms and protocols. Absolutely. I agree that there are two sides to it. And, and firstly, us as educators and teachers need to change how we respond to our students' um, answers, ideas, etc. We need to treat all of them in the same manner. So not prefer one idea or thoughts over another. So we need to make sure that we are providing them with that safe environment, with our responses. And and I also love the formal way as I think it's important to kind of set the ground rules with your students in terms of how do we treat each other in our classroom? How do we um, respond to other people's ideas and, and way of thinking? And you can definitely come up with a few ground rules with your students. And some of them might be that um, all ideas are welcomed and there are no silly ideas because, you know, it's easy to criticize someone else and say, oh, that's, that's just a silly idea. That will never work. But no, in our classroom, we're not saying that. So we're not judging and telling someone else that their idea is silly. And, um, and also I think one important thing is to change the language that you, we use do you know, Lillian, for example, when someone is saying their opinion, sometimes we say our response starts with no, right? Someone is telling you something, you say, no, no, but this is the, and this and that and the other. So you're starting very negative as a response to that person inputs or thinking. And this is where we can shift it from saying no to say yes and. So when we say yes and, we accept what the other person is saying. I mean, we, we kind of validate. I mean, you have the right to think this way or to say this thing. And I have something else to add to that. And this way, you're not passing judgment on whatever that person said. You're just adding to it and adding your point of view um, to, to that discussion. Yes, I love what you said there about, um, you know, in our classroom, because I think that you are, through that language, you are creating a culture in your classroom. And it's a culture where, you know, once the ideas have been presented and they've been done, it's been done without judgment, then together in our classroom, we now look at everyone's ideas and let's decide together where we'd like to go next or which ones we think um, are going to take make life the most interesting or the most fun or that we're going to learn the most from because then rather than dictating where people are going to go 
you're providing them with some ability to judge um, and, and to evaluate. So in a sense, that becomes a really good learning experience and no one feels excluded in that. It's a dialogue rather than, you know, even a discussion. Because in a discussion, as you say, you often say, no, 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 I don't agree with you. Um, or, you know, you lukewarm in your response. And I had this experience myself. I was working with the school with some educators the other day and I asked them to um, do a particular task and I got my first response and I got my second response and then I got one that I really loved. I thought, oh, that is that's great. And then I thought, uh-oh, you're doing what you want other people never to do. So then I had to backtrack and go back to the first person and say, you know, you said the word visualization, and that is such a valuable addition to what we're saying. So you sometimes go back, you know, catch yourself making a mistake. We're not perfect. You know, and when Ortel and I are saying, this is how you might be, we're saying this to ourselves as well all the time. This is how you might be. And, you know, maybe what I was saying didn't land well that day or it did, but it depends on the culture that you are creating. Absolutely. And I mean, we're all on a constant journey of self-improvement <laughs> and self-growth. So we all keep learning and changing and evolving and uh, improving ourselves as we go. I mean, this is part of the fun. <laughs> yes. And, you know, once we establish some norms um, and protocols for how we respond to each other in the classroom, and we've modeled that, you know, I can hear students who model this very, very well when they learn the techniques for accepting, just um, having the dialogue and changing. And it, it, it raises the tone of the classroom over time. And they start to identify with themselves as that kind of learner and thinker. And even if it doesn't happen in other classrooms, I mean, they might come and say to you, oh gosh, you know, we were in this classroom the other day and and um, let's say Joel, Joel had such a wicked response from that. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't use the word wicked because some people think that's good. Such an awful response from the teacher. You know, she really cut him down. And then, you know, but that doesn't happen in our class where we have these protocols. And hopefully you generate this through the entire school that you don't have this us and them situation where, you know, you have a, a, a culture of acceptance and a culture of where you can even engage very reluctant students and in other classrooms that's not happening for them. You want it to pervade your school and yeah. be the norm. Absolutely. And I think also one of the things that I like, I mean, about, you know, thinking about within our classroom, within our environment, is that you create that environment of connection and belonging so your students feeling belonging to that environment, they, they are part of it, they are contribute to it, they are shaping it. And this is a wonderful thing as when you feel belonging, you are more engaged, uh, you're more interested in, in contributing and helping and supporting each other. So you are creating a lovely culture in your classroom by doing so. Yes, and you can raise the ability of students to step up to take responsibility and to lead um, groups and to lead thinking and then in another situation to step back. Because sometimes in current classrooms, the minute someone steps forward, they become a target. 
you know, there can be a negative spiraling down, a culture which sucks people back down, but you want them to work so well together that no one feels like they out on a limb and that they could become a target. And it's not an easy situation to manage. But if you do, they will become much more responsible and it, it, it raises their profile in their own mind of themselves as a thinker and a learner. They don't just become a schoolgoer. You know, I'm more than a schoolgoer. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the school environment becomes something you enjoy participating in. So you enjoy going to school and supporting and growing and helping your, your fellow students. So... I think it's it's just a win-win situation for everyone. Yeah, so so the formal way is, you know, you might even ask the question after a few weeks, you know, we've spent some time together in the classroom and I've noticed that um, when we discuss things that people are really willing to contribute. What are the things in our classroom that are making this viable? What are the things that are helping us to engage with each other what norms are we using so in that way it's not even like you deciding oh we're going to have norms we're going to have this they surfacing and then you recognize them and you um, record them and then once you have a list of norms so norms are the normal usual way that we work together and the protocols are some rules around that because then, you know, they can start calling each other on that and say, you know, you've been very judgmental here. I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm <laughs> going to put it in the pot and then together we can have a look at it. But, you know, don't tell me straight off that I haven't said something good or, you know, if someone's causing a ruckus in the classroom. People can say that's not actually being very helpful at the moment. It great being the classroom cloud and we love you for it but honestly it's not the right time let's move on so um you know they they have more um they have a basis on which they can engage with one another absolutely and they should hold each other accountable for the ground rules they came up with together and as a teacher you can revisit these rules every so often so every so often you can, you know, sit with your classroom, sit with your students, go over them and ask, okay, how is this working for us? What do you think? Is it yeah. beneficial? How is it beneficial? Do we need to change it in any way? Do we need to add something else or remove something from that? So it doesn't need to be a static thing. Yeah. It can be a live, a living ground rule that you revisit every so often and have a, an open conversation with your students to see whether you need to modify it in some shape or form. Yes, and I mean, after COVID, when everyone's coming back in the classroom, it seems like it's almost more important um, to focus on ensuring that there is this sense of safety, uh, because unless you have that, the students aren't going to be ready for learning. So some students, you know, have been working at home and they've enjoyed a particular way of getting on with their life, maybe. Some of them liked it more than being at school. So you really have to concentrate on getting the emotional tone right 
to get the cognition happening, the cognition mill, the beautiful thinking that is not going to happen unless they do feel like you say, I love your words, to feel a sense of belonging in that in that space. Yeah, absolutely. Is it time for summary? summary? Yes, <laughs> yes. So what we're talking about today is creating a safe environment. And the reason why is that unless the students feel a deep sense of belonging and unless their contributions are recognised, valued, respected, Affected, they are not going to travel with you to become more responsible in their own learning. So we're talking about a teacher as a facilitator, taking children on a journey of learning, being there side by side, but you are not going to get that unless they feel safe from your criticism or their students, their fellow students' criticism and evaluation and judgment. So to be a risk taker in this situation, there are formal and informal ways that you can create a beautiful family culture. So we were talking in the informal ways of responding in a non-judgmental way, in a dialogic way with your students. And in the formal way is to actually develop some norms and protocols, which are finally recorded and written down so that both students and educators can call each other on these norms and protocols. So we want to develop a great sense of belonging. This is a beautiful summary, Lilian. Thank you. <laughs> I love how you say that to me every time. I feel so validated. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm aiming for. Great. <laughs> you are uh, funny. Okay, so uh, as always, feel free to write to us to the Thinking Effect podcast at gmail.com. We love getting emails from you. Um, so continue doing so. And um, the next episode is going to be an interview with an inspiring educator. So tune in next week to get inspired. I love it. I will be tuning in. All <laughs> right. Goodbye, everyone, and hope to see you soon. Bye.